Hello, everybody. Before we start today's episode, I am going to tell you a little bit about the newest sponsor of the Simply Finance with Shane White podcast. It's called Routine. Um, we actually had one of the co-founders on the podcast, uh, Jake Rhodes, um, back early on one of my founder series episodes. And one of their products really caught my attention early on called Morning Routine. And uh, we decided to work together. So I'm excited to have them as part of the podcast. Um, we've been talking about them over the last couple months. And you know what? I want to remind all of you today just why I love their products so much and wanted to share it with you. Uh, so just so you know, when we sleep, we lose between a pound and a pound and a, and a half of water, expelling vapors, sweat, etc. Morning routine comes in these single serve packets. I kind of think, uh, you know, any of those packets that you pour into a container of water or whatever drink you use. Um, each of those packets comes with half an organic lemon, one tablespoon ACV or uh, apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, and all six essential electrolyte electrolytes. Excuse me, but most importantly, no sugar. Yes, no sugar in their products at all. Uh, like I said, it comes in one tear apart pack. Uh, you mix that with about 20 ounces of water. Um, and, you know, obviously water is good for you anyway. So get you extra hydrated. And really the whole concept behind routine um, was Jake and his wife wanted products that you could trust, made convenient, uh, products that they felt comfortable giving to their kids. Um, and that is exactly why they came up with routine. Just to give you guys a little bit more of a background into routine. Um, you know, I love their product from the start. Um, and so did my wife. We actually, you know, had them early on and we're big fans of what routine um, was. But it's funny. It's one of those things. Um, and I talk about it on here a lot is consistency. The more we had routine in the morning, um, when we ran out, I remember the first time we ran out, we both were like, I feel different today. Like, I just don't feel as hydrated. It's very, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange thing. Um, but I would love for all of you to try it. One of the things I promise with my podcast, with my platform is that I'm never going to promote products that I don't love or use myself. So if you want to give morning routine or any of their other products a shot, you can go over to your routine dot com um, and at checkout use code Shane White 30. Again, that's Shane White 30 at checkout. You'll get 30% off your first order uh, and you can check it out, which is exciting. Um, I hope you guys do and I hope you guys love routine. All right, everybody. The episode is up right after the intro, which is right now. everybody. Well, welcome to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. I am stoked today to have Tony Trigiano on the podcast, the CEO and founder of Tony's Peanuts. Uh, if you have not heard of Tony's Peanuts, we'll obviously get into it today. Uh, it's my new favorite peanut butter, by the way, not to totally, you know, blow smoke up you there, but it's really good and we'll dive into it. But welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, sir. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Do you want to give everyone a little, just a little intro to you and your brand? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
Tony Peanuts has been um, about pretty, pretty new, about 10, 12 months in the making now. Um, and I started it kind of as a COVID invention, um, but I, I guess it's been a little bit of in the making for uh, multiple years. Uh, I started loving peanut butter when I, when I was wrestling in high school at Fenwick in Oak Park. Okay. And um, <laughs> I used to crush these cinnamon raisin bagels from Panera. Oh yeah. Peanut yeah, butter. Sure. So good. Um, after weigh-ins, cause I'd like cut all this weight and then I'd, I'd get down hungry and I wanted something like very substantial and load these bagels up with peanut butter, just destroy them after weigh-ins. Okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so always been like fitness guy, love, love the natural like protein aspect of peanut butter. But, um, as I started eating more and kind of go on my own fitness journey, I didn't like what was kind of on the market. Um, either you have uh, peanut butters with a bunch of added oil, oils like palm oils that aren't great for the environment or additives uh, like emulsifiers and things to give it that buttery consistency. And um, otherwise you have peanut butters with that are all natural, but they don't, they have a weird consistency as well. Like they have oil separation, they kind of get hard. Um, you have to mix it back in. It's a whole process. So it's like a whole started, workout in itself, trying to mix those together, those containers. I know. You're oh my about. God. It's the worst. Yeah. You get the knife in there. You're like, you're going around. <laughs> it's like 15 minutes later, you have oil on your shirt and you're like forearms are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> your peanut butter still isn't really mixed that well. It's going to like separate in a couple of days. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I set out to make my own. I started making it in my apartment and, um, I, my roommates were saying, you know, this stuff is great. You should try and sell it. And, uh, that's exactly what I started doing. And, uh, people seem to really like it. And, uh, guy right here. There it is. There it is. It's rolling with it, baby. So that's interesting. So you, yeah, you had no intention necessarily when you first started messing with it to like start a company. You just were like, I don't like what's out there. So I'm going to make my own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm really motivated at right now and, and for the foreseeable future about this endeavor is because I've tried some entrepreneurial things in the past. Um, I tried to do some stuff in real estate <clears throat> and um, I'm not sure I was coming at it at the right kind of angle, but I feel like with this, I'm coming at it at the right angle. It feels very organic. Um, I've heard a lot of other successful or not that I'm really successful at this point, but I've heard of other successful entrepreneurs in all sorts of fields that are successful because they're not satisfied with, with what's in the marketplace. And they have, they have an idea of how to make the marketplace better. And um, they push that idea because they think, they think that it can help people. And um, that's kind of the attitude that I'm taking with my product is I didn't really like what's out there. So I started making it for myself and now I want to share it with people. Love that. No, that's really cool, man. I think it's cool too. I was thinking when you were saying, I didn't think about the timeline being at the beginning of COVID, but I've, I've thought it's really interesting. There, there are people who have done that with COVID. And then I think some people look back and like, shit, I should have done something with all this time. I mean, I like this podcast 
I started it at the beginning of COVID too. Cause I was like, I'm going to take oh, the nice. time that I spend commuting like the hour in the morning, hour at night. Like if I spent two hours a day, just that alone, I think I could finally do a podcast. And like, that's oh, how really? this became a thing, but that's it's true. funny. Cause it's, it's cool that I didn't know that you, you know, did this because of COVID, but that's wild. So you, I guess let's back up too. So you, you are messing around in your apartment and you're making, you're making this peanut butter. How did you, because I think I'm sure what's on a lot of people's minds. And before I tried your product, which by the way, thank you. You gave us me and Kelly some. It's phenomenal. Absolutely. I've actually almost crushed all of it because it's so good. <laughs> and, it. but I think the first thing I have to imagine would be like, you have these two types of peanut butters, one that is full of shit really. And the other yeah. ones that you have to mix together. So I'd be so curious to understand like your first few batches, like how, did you just start researching online? Like, how do you make something that you don't have to mix, but still made up of, of, of good ingredients? Or like, how did that process go at the beginning of even figuring out, like, why is there nothing else on the market that's like what I want? Yeah, um, it was kind of interesting. So I, I've always been a food person. Like, my dad is a chef. I grew up making all sorts of food and always making homemade stuff, homemade bread, all that kind of thing, all, all that stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so when I was, I was making in my apartment, I, I, I was always making something like all sorts of food. <clears throat> and um, so I was wanting to make peanut butter. And so I, I tried it with, I like bought five pounds of peanuts one time. And I, uh, I like just looked at a video online and you kind of have to, you, you essentially just blend peanuts in a blender. If you have, if you're making small batches, and like the more that you blend it, the more that it, uh, it breaks down and it like gets kind of like, it releases oil and becomes buttery. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I was experimenting it with it in my blender and um, I was like adding a little bit of oil and the, like some honey. And um, over the course of the year, I kind of got it how I liked it. And I kind of knew my own process and um yeah so I, I would add a little bit of oil and um then i was like getting these <laughs> i started ordering these like 25 pound cases of peanuts to my apartment and where did you where did uh, you order them from like where do you like buy that many stuff. peanuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny to like show up in our like lobby is like a 25 pound case of peanuts like, what is that <laughs> but no, it's sort of like this, this, uh, restaurant supplier called Webster. Got it. Okay. And, uh, it's actually a pretty funny story. Like I, on, I think it was Super Bowl Sunday or something. Um, it was Super Bowl Sunday, I had a party at my house and, um, on Super Bowl Sunday, I got a case of peanuts and because I was, up, and so my friend Joe, uh, who's also Italian, he saw the case of peanuts and he was like, we're going to start calling you Tony Peanuts because I don't know if you've ever watched the, sh the show The Sopranos. There's a, a character named Polly Walnuts in The Sopranos. So oh, I've actually never seen The Sopranos, crazy enough. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an amazing show. It's so funny. But, I need um, to watch it. You should. So that's where, oh, that's where the name of the brand comes from. That's where the name, and most people don't get it because like they don't, they don't, most people haven't seen it or they just don't put it together. But, but that makes it's sense. almost I like, mean yeah yeah it's like kind of an inside joke to some extent between like me and my my good buddy joe um 
And he was like, yeah, you should call We're going to start calling you Tony Peanuts. It was like on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> and uh, like a couple of weeks later, I like slapped a, a label on one of the, like a Mason jar. Um, and I like gave it to him with the name on it. And it was, it was a joke at first. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, just oh, so really? So it was, yeah, it wasn't even like that was at the, at the time wasn't even the plan to use it. It was just like a joke. And then you're like, wait, that could just be the name. Yeah, no, 100%. I was like, oh, this is funny. I'm going to put like a muscular nut on here and call it Tony Peanuts like Joe was joking about. And uh, yeah, it's hilarious. It was like, it was absurd. And then Joe bought some and then like some more people bought some. I was like, all right, I guess I'll just run with this. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. Okay, got it. So it's so right away. Yeah. I mean, you're making it in your apartment. When you say sell it, were you just like telling people about it? Did you have a website? Like, how did you start selling it? Um, it was really just like some friends. I like have uh have a small Instagram following. I just like throw some videos on there, and um, some people would ask about it, and then I just like sell them a jar, or just come up with like some random number that I thought was appropriate. And uh, (laughs) I mean, that's how it works in the beginning, right? I mean, it's not like you have anyone telling you what to sell it for. Yeah, no cost calculation at all. Um, But yeah, people just people just uh, my best friend's girlfriend's mom was a big supporter. And uh, it was funny because she's like from Georgia where they grow peanuts. So she's okay. Yeah, yeah. avid peanut butter eater. And she was like, Oh, you should sell this. And uh, yeah, so I, so then I did. She bought some, and um, yeah, it took some figuring out. Like once I started actually making it, how to transfer the process over from my blender to actually being able to make it. So that was interesting. Going back to your question of like, how did you figure out like how to make it at first? You know? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of still like, that's, that it may be actually, if we back up a little bit to explain to everybody listening or watching, um, like what is different? Like, explain, explain to everybody. Cause I didn't really understand it when you told me. And then when I opened it and tried it, I was like, Oh, I get it. Can you explain to everyone why yeah. your peanut butter is different than what else is on the market? Cause it is very different in, in the consistency and taste. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that question. First of all, cause every time I explain it, it like helps solidify in my own head what sure. I'm actually trying to do. Um, but really what is different is like when you buy natural peanut butter, a lot of times it'll get like very hard in the fridge um, because there's no, they there's no double processing and there's no um, added oil. Um, and if there is added oil, it's just a little bit of palm oil. Um, so it gets really hard in the fridge, but then it separates at room temperature or doesn't taste quite right because it has palm oil. So mine it's, is different. Just, because, just to ask, cause I think some people might ask this. It, why is palm oil bad? Oh, palm trees are like an endangered species. Um, that's a good question. I should look, I should look more into it, but. Oh, so they actually like cut down idea. palm trees for palm oil. Yeah. Okay. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I've um, heard, it's funny. It's one of those things where like, I've heard people say like, it's not good, but I had never have known why. Yeah. I also think like, like um, the ecosystems that they, that like they cut them down from like those environments are very dependent on palm trees. Maybe. Okay. 
Um, and is it actually like bad so, to eat? Is it like not like from a, like a nutrients perspective? Do you know? Is it like not necessarily the best thing no, for you? No, I think it's like it's equivalent to the peanut oil that I put in my peanut butter from a nutritional standpoint. Okay. Um, but if you ever like, I've bought a couple peanut butters with palm oil, and I actually I thought the taste would be. I, I thought I wouldn't notice the taste, but it has like a soapy taste. I don't. Oh, really? Like crazy, if you just eat it, it does? Like in the peanut butter, it imparts a, like a soapy taste. I don't. Huh, maybe oh, I'm crazy. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, probably like, not, right? I mean, it's probably if you taste it, I'm sure that's a, con- a consistent thing. That's really yeah, interesting. I've eaten a lot of it. That's for yeah, sure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the palm oil is one thing. What and then the double? The other question was the like double processing. Like for people who don't know anything about peanut butter, what does that mean? Yeah, so um, like peanuts have so much oil in them intrinsically that uh, the more you process it, the more oil is like extracted from the nut or legume or whatever you want to call it. Um, so a lot of natural peanut butters tend to be on the coarse side because okay. they just process it once. So because of that, like, it's mostly, it's more solid than mine, for example. Um, or there's some others on the market that double process as well. Um, but if you single process it, when it, when you refrigerate it, it's going to get hard. Like if you, if you do, if you buy the smuckers all natural, yeah. you like stir it up, put it in the fridge, or like the Justin's honey one, it's going to get rock hard. Um, and it's when you take it out, you're going to have to microwave it or you're going to have to let it sit and then spread it. Um, right. which I hate it. Like, and you can't really get like a nice spoonful. I love to eat PB by the spoonful. Okay. Um, and it's not like spreadable and I hated that it was like really hard. And then the separation problem drove me crazy. So with mine, my like my thought is that refrigeration solves this like problem with peanut butter. Um, because if you process it in the correct way, like like I'm doing, you double process it and you add a little bit of extra oil, it's gonna get to the right consistency. So when you put it in the fridge, it's and you take it out, it's perfectly spreadable. But like, if you put it on a piece of warm toast, it's going to also be warm. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to still be cold, like something that's really dense and, and hard, like, uh, like an all natural smuckers, for example. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, it is interesting you say that. Cause it's I haven't had it on, really. I haven't had it on warm toast. What I normally do, I have like a, it's like part of what I, my diet thing I do, I do, I have like a banana and peanut butter, like before I go to bed, like every single night. And so I've started just like, I put a, just a shit ton all over my peanut or all over my bananas. <laughs> and it's just so damn good. It's like, it, it does. It's like, it's like, it's already you eat bananas consistent. is the freaking best. A hundred percent. It's, it's, I don't know. People that it's don't like do a it, dessert, but it's not a dessert. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, I know, but it's perfect for that. Cause it is, it's like, I can take it right out of the fridge. I put it on and it's not like freezing cold, but it spreads perfectly. It's, I, it was yeah. like mind blown the first time I did it. I was like, it's so interesting. It's so different than all the other, you know, nut butters I've used before. 
so did you and did you did you like stumble into it like i guess that's the big the big question is like because this is to me this is so it's so different and the reason i wanted to have you on here is because it's it's such a unique way to go about a category that just has tons of players in it and you found a way to make you know a differentiated product so um yeah did you like did you like just like stumble into it kind of and like test and learn and just kind of figured out how to do it and to solve the problem that you were looking for um yeah I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a learning process for sure but i yeah. i spent like probably two months trying to figure out the right machine the right machinery that i need at this time yeah um sure. and it's gonna continue I mean, I mean just to process the nuts um like the dispensing and all that good stuff is a separate question but yeah i spent like two months just trying to figure out what machines are right what combination of machines is right um to process them because it's not it's not clear and like the machinery and the <laughs> as funny as it sounds like the freaking like nut processing industry is crazy you have like you have machines from china that are like two grand you have like machines that are american made that are like 35 grand wow you have things in between that you can combine that are like 700 bucks and like a grand like you have stuff that's all over the place and you don't really know the quality of it um you have used stuff on ebay um so yeah i guess i stumbled upon peanut butter firstly just because i love peanut butter um and entrepreneurship but then i i continue to kind of stumble upon solutions to uh to the problem that i'm trying to solve i guess right yeah i mean it's not like you're just you're great at solving problems is what it sounds like tony this is great um are you so you're obviously (laughs) earlier on and we've now we've kind of like walked through you know what the product is and why it's different um I, I mean, I was, I've looked at it a bunch of times, but for people who are, are new to the brand listening to it, you do have a website. Um, and so you're selling on there. Is that now that you're what, 10 months to a year into this, is that basically your, your largest source of where your sales come from today is the website? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really it's just, uh, it's on my website. Um, and then word of mouth, um, word of mouth growth, um, yeah. and my little Instagram, um it's kind of crazy how much you can do with just a a small following that is interested in your product i mean i've been like i've been going through more more peanut butter than i can produce for the last like two months three months really Um, congrats that's exciting yeah yeah and and, and i guess to answer the the other question people probably have is i'm assuming you're not still doing this in your apartment so have you scaled up production a little bit (laughs) No, um, not doing it in my apartment. I quickly moved out of my apartment, actually. Well, that's actually a good um, part yeah, of so the story, too. You should, you should tell people that part because you actually moved out and you moved back home, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's been uh, it's been an interesting part of like my life in general is because um, I'm fortunate because my dad, as I mentioned, is a chef and he runs a he runs a catering banquet business out of um this non-for-profit located in Stone Park called Casa Italia. Oh, cool. Um, and they have, yeah, um, it's this big cultural center that's been around for a while um, that has some donors um, 
that have built this really nice commercial kitchen for uh, for use for banquets and uh, like cultural activities, dinner dances, stuff like that, um, that my dad uh, makes food for and okay. uh, runs his business for that I've helped him with in addition to this. Um, so I, I've been exposed to that for, and, and been there, we're helping my dad for the last couple of years. And um, I had kind of had a flashball moment and thought like, hey, I can use this facility um, for something of my own. And um, so when I moved out of my apartment and moved uh, back to River Grove, I was I'm right there, right by the facility. And um, yeah, I, I go right over there and we have a, we have a great setup. We have uh, like three commercial ovens and um, like a good area for processing and packaging. And um, yeah, it's been awesome. Very lucky to, to have it. Um, helps keep uh, costs low because kind of splitting it with my dad. Um, That's awesome. And it's crazy. Like when you, when, yeah. you, when you get started, right. It's like, those are like the kind of little things can be smart decisions very early. You know what I mean? As far as like making money and profitability, having some of those yeah, situations can help you scale as you grow and grow and grow versus possibly spending, you know, a majority of your profits on a commercial kitchen that you don't have any connection to and you're spending tons of money to keep up with it. Yeah. 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 I was just talking to the, about that with, uh, um, with some friends. I was like, these commercial kitchen, these shared commercial kitchens are so expensive. I don't know how anybody gets off their ground doing it. Like they charge up, up the nose for a couple hours of use and like yeah. <laughs> a couple hours. I don't think a lot of use. brands like, do. Unfortunately, I think the sad thing is a lot of brands kind of die because they don't, they can't keep up with how much it costs to yeah. run it out of, you know what I mean? Even at RX, we, we looked at yeah. one in the West loop uh, just for like kind of some in- innovation stuff. And I just remember like running the numbers for us. And I was just like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't understand how, like it was going to be too expensive for us, even just to use like funding we had, let alone being a a young startup brand where you don't have, you know, money from other products you've sold. I'm like, I just don't, I didn't understand it either. I'm like, I I really like, it just didn't make sense. So good for you. I mean, that's awesome early on to be able to do that. Yeah, because another route people go for um, like these kind of startups is like the production run mm-hmm. um, route, which is really expensive too. Is like you find a co-packer to make your product, um, and you give them all the directions and recipes and stuff, and they they make it. But they have these really big minimums that I don't know how you forecast for if you're just getting off the ground. It's like you have to spend fifty grand to do a product run is like, how do you forecast that with like Mm -hmm. five grand in sales or whatever you might have if you're a startup. And um, yeah, so it's a, it's a good place to be right now. Um, And I think I can continue to really expand there and add some key pieces of machinery and equipment um, and, and labor uh, to, to keep growing. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's a great facility and uh, I'm happy that I have access to it. It's been a, major key for sure. Definitely. No, it sounds like it. That's awesome. So for you, um, we understand the facility a little bit, how you're trying to scale it up. What is, um, you know, what's the next, I know it's hard to think probably in like 
you know, the timeline of, of how quickly you've gotten this up and running, but now that you have a product that's great, you're getting some word of, word of mouth around Chicago, you have a website, what is like the next six months look like for you and the brand and like how you're going to continue to grow it? Yeah. So I think, I think I need to start kind of like outsourcing things a bit. Um, right now I'm kind of doing everything, um, making the product, running my social media, promoting, doing sales, getting people the product, um, packaging. So I, I think some two key aspects that I'm trying to kind of focus in on are working with people to, to get my product out and um, on the internet, Instagram, what, Facebook, whatever, um, and using people that might have better accounts than mine or what I'm capable of doing right now to create content and work with me to make recipes and uh, do photos, videos, and create media that I can reuse. Um, so I'm not putting all of my time into, into making content. Um, and then also uh, kind of like getting my packaging dialed in. I just put in a really larger, really large order for some packaging that I'm pretty excited about. Um, Exciting. It's like wide mouth. Yeah. Wide mouth jars, new? glass jars. Yeah. So right now these guys, um, love it. They're okay. Go. Packaging has been, yeah, it's been crazy during COVID. Like everything has been sold out, especially plastic, um, which is fine because I'm doing glass now. Um, but yeah, so a lot of things have been sold out. So I kind of found this guy um, just because I had to. And the, the taper at the top is not my favorite. It's a little bit too like long as well. So I have these new wide mouth jars, uh, 32 ounce and 16 ounce one coming in uh, that are going to be just right. And I'm really pumped about that. And um, so once I get my packaging a little bit more dialed in, I'm going to tr try to start really hitting up some retail and yeah. working with retail to get my, my product in there because right now I'm losing a lot of time and energy getting people, getting individuals products. And um, I think a, a real way to scale if I have some, some packaging and, um, and, and, uh, and talking with some, with some stores is to be able to have hubs, even if it's just, you know, five stores in key areas where I have some customers already that I can get five cases, 10 cases, and then the customers can buy from there um, Definitely. rather than having to ship and deliver and figure out all sorts of methods for getting people, people yeah. driving around messing up my bumper because I'm going too fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to say a funny, funny side story as you talk about trying to, you know, get into retail. I mean, you, you were nice enough to drop off some free product and you literally showed up outside my house, had a, had a case <laughs> in the back of the car. I'm like, this is what you do on Sundays. And he's like, yeah, I drive around Chicago and deliver peanut butter to people. I'm like, that's scrappy. I love it. I mean, it's the scrappy way to yeah, do it. Man. I mean, and that's kind of the cool thing even about, I would say early on for you, I can imagine um, just thinking out loud from like growing in retail is especially like in the West suburbs of Chicago, there's just so many different types of even smaller scale grocery stores that I'm sure 
are more open to, you know, trying local brands. Um, and then you have your fresh times, your whole foods, all that sprinkled in that you could always try to sell into. Um, there's a lot of opportunities, right? It's a big category. Yeah, man, it's been, it's been crazy. I had, I've not even really tried at all because I've just been like so busy just trying to get people their peanut butter, get people their peanut butter. Like hundred um, percent. Does it have to be refrigerated so, yeah. before you open it? So it, it really doesn't have to be refrigerated at all. I, it's just my recommendation because okay. that is the point of view that I'm coming from. Um, I definitely have people that don't refrigerate it. Um, it's more runny for sure. It's definitely on the runnier side. But like you could, um, it's I'm, not my favorite. I'm. I was thinking like, so for you, are you gonna be? Are you gonna try to like? Will it sit on the peanut butter shelf? Oh, with every other. Brand? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that's been uh, that's been an interesting thought, um, and I'm not sure how to go about it because I did meet with with a grocery store or two, um, and kind of proposed the idea of having it in the refrigerated section. Mm-hmm. And they weren't too hot on it. They didn't dismiss it. Um, but yeah, essentially what I would be proposing is that they put it next to the butter rather than next to the peanut butter. Ah, um, okay. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not it's sure. It's just an interesting, like, um, I think people, I think that's probably like, that's where one of my big questions were, was because I, it makes sense now that I know what the product is. I'm sure if I saw it, if I randomly saw your peanut butter next to butter, I'd be like, what? they like they screw this up or be interesting though but it might catch people's eye too right i mean like it might be if you can get someone to take a leap of faith with you and do it um it could be pretty cool because i think people would probably it'd stand out for sure be like wait is it a peanut butter next to you know butter to your point yeah yeah it's um i think that'll be the real testing ground for the product honestly is because like it's a product like this you can only scale, I think, so much going direct to consumer, um, just because of the margins and the and the price point and everything, and the price point in general in the market. Um, so, where, yeah, yeah. doesn't say where do you where do you want to sit on shelf price point wise? Have you have you figured all that out yet? Yeah, um, figuring it out. Um, I'm kind of re-crunching my numbers as I as I get this new packaging. Um, but I don't want to sit too high, too much higher above what I'm selling it for, which is 850, just because peanut butter, even the premium ones don't really sell that much higher. And part of why I got into this is to provide something that is, that has value, you know, like I want to, I want to provide a peanut butter that is affordable, but also, takes makes your life easier and tastes awesome um that's great no, so I love that. it's a good angle to go at yeah so ideally like ideally i don't know like probably nine i think is where i would have to be maybe a little bit more um at this and is that is that for the that's for the larger jar yeah it's 32 ounce jar and, um, and what's the what's the smaller one you gave me the crunchy one so that one's 12, but uh, that pack, that jar is no longer in commission. Okay. Um, I don't have any more. And Got it's it. going to this like 16 ounce wide mouth one. 
16 ounce is more standard anyway. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. Yeah. Got it. No, that makes sense. That's awesome. No, it sounds like, I mean, you definitely have a, this is all spinning and this is a work in progress, which is, I mean, that's the fun of what you're doing. I can only imagine. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's interesting. Every day there's something new. Yeah. Think about and Yeah. That's awesome. We'll give everyone as we kind of like get t- towards the end, give everyone um, an, an idea of, um, I love this, especially on earlier stage companies like what's been one of the biggest hurdles that's come up that you kind of had to like take a step back and be like am i still gonna do this like is this is this what i want to do have you had any of those major setbacks yet it's been interesting like um it's been fairly it's been fairly smooth pun intended um (laughs) like (laughs) as far as like growing and making progress um like there haven't been any big financial disasters just because I'm taking it really slow and like not overspending and making sure that something will make sense if I'm spending money on it. But one of the big things that was a challenge for sure is figuring out the machinery that I needed to buy in about July or August. Um, Just because I had, I had no knowledge of machinery beyond my blender. (laughs) Okay. Um, sure. It, it might've been even earlier than July, maybe like June or something. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, once my blender, I like broke like four blenders and um, I just, I, I, I had no idea what to do. And there was so much variety of what is out there in terms of price points um, and potential solutions. Um, <clears throat> at one point I was looking at, importing something from China. And then I saw some of the importing fees and like the custom fees and all that stuff. And I, I had to reconsider it. Um, but then also some of the commercial stuff in the U S that you could buy brand new, just because it was so expensive. Didn't make sense for me to pull the trigger on with so few sales. Sure. Um, so yeah, that was, that was probably the biggest challenge. And after I broke it was like four different blenders of varying quality. And um, after I broke the fourth one, I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. Do I just <laughs> give this up? And yeah. um, I just, I kept doing research and um, it was actually the thing that my dad recommended from the beginning that I was like, Oh, that's not going to work. And um, yeah, it's been working great. Parents so sometimes are the most um, wise. It's a bit intensive. <laughs> yeah should have listened to him from the onset but um yeah it's a little bit labor intensive i don't know how scalable it is at the moment i'll definitely have to revisit uh the process again probably soon um as i'm getting tapped out here with my uh with my time yeah but um yeah that was a big hurdle for sure got it no that makes sense and um as far as the brand, the team, is it just you right now? Is it only you? Um, or do you have any other, you know, people on, on payroll staff, whatever you want to call it? No, just, just me. My dad helps me a fair bit. Um, because he's at, he's at the facility all the time. So he'll help me with production, um, in his spare time, but I don't pay him. I just, love it. I just yeah. Reciprocate some, with, you should probably get uh, some peanut butter. I'm free sure. Labor, free 
<laughs> free labor for him, free peanut butter. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then then I'll work with like some people on social media every once in a while um, for some arrangement um, that we come up with for posting or stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, other than that, it's just me. Love it. Hustle. Yeah, that's great, man. No, that's good. Yeah. Good for you. Um, I mean, you and I talked about this briefly when we, we saw each other in person, but I said, um, from my experience now being at RX for a few years, I feel like the, and just talking to a lot of different founders of companies, if you'd like step one of being successful to me in the food industry seems to be like in today's world is you have to have good food. Like it has to taste good and it has to be a good product. And then after that, like there's tons of things you got to figure out, but that's like, that's gotta be number one. Um, and you hit the head, the nail on the head with that. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal peanut butter. I've loved it. I, you know, I've, I'm telling people about it. So I'm pumped for you. Cause I think you, you have a great product and now it's like just figuring out how to get it out to more people. So hopefully this podcast can be a little, you know, a little bit of a help to that too. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's been good to get some ideas out there. Cause I think about it every day and think about how I got here and what I'm trying to do with it. So it's good to verbalize it. And, uh, yeah, man. People, people nowadays don't like the crap. People like the good stuff nowadays. So it's becoming more and more right, mainstream. Right at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Like, people do not, people don't mess around with it. And like, people are taking their health very seriously. And, um, I think, I think like the days are counting for a lot of these brands that generate crap. And, yeah. uh, that's what I'm hoping. And yeah um good food baby right i love it i love it um so the last couple questions i always love to ask every founder that i have on here um the first one is i always lead with book but you can you know give a book a podcast whatever source of knowledge you would suggest to the audience um if you had to like just suggest one book whatever what would it be for everyone that's listening to take a look at that's like impacted you or like it's really like you know (laughs) You've taken something away from it. I wasn't expecting that question. To <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to come out of left field a little bit. Yeah. Um, and again, if, it, if, you, if you're not like, a, if you're not someone that reads a book, like whatever it is, if it, what's like the thing that like you like to go to, to learn new stuff? Um, well, I do, I do read a lot, um, but I'm going to like the books that, I don't know. I so I majored in I majored in philosophy in college. So like oh, I don't know cool. how how. No, but you know what? No, give know. give something that's impactful because like I think most people don't want to hear just like oh it's the same old like leadership book that everyone else suggests type of stuff. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I I partially came at this because I was interested in food in college, and I actually wrote my senior thesis paper on the food history of Italy, um, huh. and. Um, yeah, so I actually read a bunch of books by this author called, uh, Massimo Montanari. And, um, he wrote all these great books about the history of Italy, um, as seen through food. And he looks at like all these different types of food, like pasta, um, and, uh, like pizza and all these things that are like stereotypical. Um, and he like breaks down their history and examines all the people and uh, 
and lineages and um, like agricultural economies that affected the food stuff and the populace that gathered around it. Um, and I, I wrote, I kind of reinterpreted the books and looked at the history of Italy and some products that are on the market today, like, um, like Nutella, uh, super notable nut spread, um, or like bocce is like the famous Italian chocolates and kind of looked at like, why are these important? Like, what is the culture behind these? And so like one of his books is called, um, Il Cibo Come Cultura, like food as culture. Okay. And he has all the, he has a lot of great books interpreted into English. Um, his last name is Montanati. And um, yeah, definitely not a conventional leadership book, but um, that's definitely cool. impactful for me. Yeah. And the product. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's a good one. I appreciate you get coming out of uh, my left field question with a left field <laughs> answer. I love that. That's great. That sounds really cool. Um, Sometimes that's the best absolutely oh yeah well something different you know what i mean everyone here is like the same 10 books that everyone suggests so that's that's yeah. cool robert kiyosaki, kiyosaki. <laughs> love it appreciate it um the other one is so you this isn't even your full-time job we've talked about this a little bit so tony's peanuts is something you're building uh, you have another full-time job you're a busy guy what do you use to like what tools do you use to just like keep track of everything and get shit done whether it's just pen and paper, do you use apps? Like how do you organize, you know, doing all these different things you do? Yeah. So one thing that has helped me enormously is uh, just being super methodical about my calendar. And um, I just, I use Excel and every day I go into Excel and block off my time by the half hour. And um at the beginning of the day, I just look at what I'm trying to do that day to accomplish some of my larger goals. And each half hour I say, okay, you know, this is what I got to do now. And um, whether that half hour is part of a larger two hours of focus for a project, whatever, or if it's just a half hour that I need to spend on Instagram, commenting on people's profiles or reaching out to people, whatever. Um, just making sure that it's broken down. And like this way, when I ever have a question of what do I need to be doing now, I just go back to my calendar and look, okay, right now I should be thinking about how to make my packaging better or whatever. Um, so that has been huge. Um, like the more, the more I adhere to the schedule and think of what needs to be done in concrete terms, the more effective I am for sure. Um, and then also like, I can't say, I can't say enough good things about Shopify. Shopify has been incredible. Like their integrations through their website for anyone that is trying to get a product off the ground or looking to start uh, an e-commerce website. I 10 out of 10 recommend Shopify. It's amazing. The, the, their shipping, um, the way that they integrate into other apps, the orders interface, the way that you can organize things on your website. It's just so easy and intuitive um, that it just, it, it's just the best platform really for um, 
anyone that's building a website to sell stuff. I started selling stuff on, um, on, I can't remember one of the other ones. Yeah. And it was just kind of clunky and was taking a lot of time to do stuff. And I don't know code really, but even not knowing code, I can still go into the little like coding interface and change things around that need to be changed. So yeah. Yeah. Shopify is the shit. I've, I've made a website on there. Yeah. I've invested heavily in Shopify. I'm all, all in shop. Yeah. I think they're the Shopify best. For life. Shopify yeah. is awesome. And they're yeah. so far ahead. They're kind of like how Amazon got ahead of everybody else in e-commerce yep. like platforms as third-party sellers. They're the I mean, Shopify is that way. I've tried Squarespace. I never ever had as good of a yeah. return as I have with Shopify. I'm with you hundred percent. So you actually, so in the back up a little bit, I, I love that idea. I do the time blocking too. I don't do it on 30, but maybe I should try that. Do, so you, do you make it in Excel and then move it to your calendar or do you use Excel as your calendar? I use Excel as my calendar. So I actually have like, I have a file that I have a file that I track a bunch of stuff in for Excel. So I pull it up every day. I just have it in the background of of like while I'm doing stuff, I track like what I eat, um, like my workouts, my net worth, um, and then my schedule in this document. I just keep it up at all times. And um, yeah, it's great. I mean, there might be a better way to do it, but I actually don't really, I like don't use my calendar on my phone because it's just, it's just my calendar and I like having all that other stuff with, with my calendar. Love it. So, no, that's yeah. really cool. A, I'm a huge Excel fan. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with you on that. Do you use Excel or do you use Google sheets or which, what are you, what are you on? You just hardcore Excel. I think, no, it's, is it Google sheets? Cause Google yeah, sheets Google would be sheets, like, it is yeah, Google sheets. Yeah. yeah. It's well, you can get on your phone yeah, too, which is nice. And it updates yeah. automatically. That's what I love. Google sheets doesn't have all the like, you can't go as deep if you're like modeling, like from a finance perspective, like there's a lot of shortcomings, but for everyday use for like what it sounds like you're using it for Google Sheets, I think is the best. I like having, I can go on my PC, then I can go to my Mac, I can go on my phone, it's all there and it's always updated. So I love that. That's a cool idea. I like that. So every, so every, is it every morning you're setting up a calendar or do you plan like weeks in advance? Like how do you do all that? Especially with 30 minutes, that's a lot of like planning. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I usually do every day. I'll, I'll usually like my routine before eight thirty is pretty just like n- no thinking. So sure. around eight 30, I'll set it up, um, for the day. Um, this reminds me of another book, which is more applicable to people. Okay. Um, I read Gary Keller, Gary Keller's book. He's like founder of Keller Williams real estate. Uh, I think it's just called like how to be a millionaire or something. It's something like very straightforward. Okay. It's like, or how to, yeah, how to be a millionaire or something like that. And um, it's a great book. There's a lot of great tips about personal finance. And um, one very intuitive tip that he gives is track your net worth. And I never thought of, I never thought about that because I was like, oh, like people that track their net worth are rich, like very rich. And he's like, I'm not very rich. So why would I do that? But then he, he talks about it and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> and so I started doing it and it's been, it's been great. You can just, you just have, it makes you a lot more conscious of where you're spending your money mm-hmm. and 
where your money's coming from and how much is coming in from different places and um yeah it's kinda, i always think it's one of those things too where it's like you don't you don't know where you're at until you track it type of mentality i'm a big tracker as yeah. well but net worth's a funny one because i agree i remember my first job at a college in 2014 one of my coworkers who was a few years older than me he had built one for him and his wife and he i felt like he was always like three or four years ahead of like through our three years of working together like him and his wife were just like three or four years ahead of where like me and Kelly were at. And so it was funny because I started doing that too. And it is, it's cool. It's like, even, even if your net worth is tiny or negative or whatever your situation is like just tracking it and getting, you know, you're just, the hope yeah. is you're like improving it over time. Right. Cause you realize when you start yeah. tracking it like that, you realize how long a life can be. And you're like, well, if you start tracking it now and building towards a better future 10 years from now, I'll be like, well, thank God I didn't wait 10 years to look at it. Yeah. And I likened it to tracking the food that I eat or like tracking my workouts. Cause I love working out and getting in shape is like the people that do that usually tend to be in good shape. Like not always, but like a bodybuilder tracks what they eat. Like hundred percent, man. You know? So oh, yeah. if you do it over time, you're going to become that person. And, yeah. And um, yeah. Love it. Very yeah. cool, man. Well, thank you for all that. That's great. People will definitely get a ton of value out of that. Um, the last question and most important question, how can people get involved with you, the brand and where can people buy Tony peanuts or Tony's peanuts? Tony peanuts, Tony peanuts. There we go. Um, definitely follow me on Instagram at Tony peanuts PB. Um, I also have a Facebook page that I'm, that is a work in, in progress. Um, Tony peanuts. Um, you can email me at Tony at Tony peanuts.com. You can text me 630-667-7677. Bold move, my friend. (laughs) You're the first person to ever throw the number out on here, I think. So let's see what, let's see what happens. I love it. Hopefully that's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Shoot me an email, shoot me a DM goes down in the DMS. Love it. That's fantastic. And I'll, I, uh, Sorry, go ahead. The website until I get into grocery stores. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. And I, and I, as always, I'll add all that information to the show notes so people can find it after listening to this, but Tony, thank you for the time, my friend. I'm glad we got to finally do this and get you on the podcast and uh, I'm pumped to see what you guys do, man. Love the product. I think you guys, you have a, a bright future with this. So good luck with everything and let's stay in touch, but thanks for coming on, man. Likewise, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it.